fits so perfectly with today. It's Amanda Lindsay Cook with Still on Victory 91.5. General Manager Ray Haynes, Keith, in studio as we learn more about Pentecost 2019. If you missed any of today, you can always go to blog.victory.radio, Victory 915's Facebook page, or just victory.radio. The notes will be up shortly. All the clips are there to listen through. Maybe just take this weekend. Take some time to rest, to be still, and just listen through of what God has in store for us each day. You know, the commandments, as Ray was teaching, they're not commandments of a mean, evil God, but a loving God. Yeah. Of a bridegroom and saying, hey, be with me. It's just amazing. I just love it. And it is that theme, too, of stillness. Yeah. You know, if there's a an argument, there's a, that's that cold, silent quietness. That's not the kind we're looking for. <laughs> we're looking for the stillness, that, that, that place where you can just enjoy each other. Mm. And, you know, there, words don't need to be said because you're, you're almost thinking the same thoughts in some ways. You know, you're just at peace. And, and when Amanda Cook was singing uh, still, you know, this preparation, for Pentecost or for the Feast of Weeks, it, it is three days of preparing yourself. It's getting your heart right because you want to receive whatever God has for you. And, you know, for this particular one, we're here today on Friday, but uh, Pentecost literally comes Saturday night all the way through Sunday night. So go into the weekend saying, God, you know, I want to receive more of you. That's the whole point of this feast is that you might encounter God, whether it's from the baptism of the Holy Spirit or for just another renewing, uh, more of his presence and you know you won't get anything if you don't ask that's the one simple reality mm. all right we were talking about these wedding vows that were the the ten commandments and if they were what you'd have to call a wedding vow fail but there was a wonderful redemption that came as well so let's kind of catch up 3500 years ago they've come out of egypt they're at mount sinai with moses so what has god done with the israelites so far well he instituted passover in egypt blood on their doors protect them. He delivered them from slavery, a very bad relationship. He killed the firstborn of the Egyptians. And, and in other words, to say, this is what I'll do to those who try to hurt you. You can be at peace with me. He divided the Red Sea and leads them through saying, listen, nothing's going to separate me and you. I've got this worked out. This relationship is not a, an idea that just sprung up. I've got this. He provided over and over all they needed during their long desert journey. And finally, they arrived 50 days later at Mount Sinai, and God says, hey, it's time to marry me. But they are not hearing his words. They're not hearing his heart because they're still slaves in their mentality. Deuteronomy 5, so it was when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire that you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and you said, surely the Lord... Our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. So there is this hope in them for this very brief moment. This must have been terrifying, though, too. He w it was intended to comfort them. They were literally the bride of Christ 
originally, but they, they, they didn't get the concept. And he was showing them how awesome he was that they would never have to fear anyone. You want, when you marry, you're looking for a groom that is also your safety, your place of safety. And that's what he was trying to say. There was fire and there was smoke. There was um, uh, these trouble. There's all the things that were shaking that, for them to say, you know what? This is a great God that loves us. He wasn't trying to scare them. Uh, listen to verse 25. Now, therefore, after they said this, we have seen this day. God speaks with man, yet he still lives. What do they say? Now, therefore, why should we die? <laughs> it was like, wait, didn't you just cover that? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh who's heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and lived? They say to Moses, you go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say and tell us what the Lord our God says to you and we'll hear and do it. So in reality, God comes close to offer marriage. And they say, you know, uh, you're a little scary. You're a little scary. No, thank you. So verse 28, then the Lord heard the voice of your words. This is Moses speaking. When you spoke to me and the Lord said to me, I've heard the voice of the words of this people, which they've spoken to you. They are right in all they've spoken Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go and say to them, return to your tents. And that's the saddest verse in the Bible for me. You can hear God's heartbreak. He's going, okay, wedding over. Ceremony ends. The bride goes one way. The groom goes the other way. The marriage is delayed for 1,500 years simply because, you know, the fear of the Lord was confusing to them. They they, they were terrified of him instead of of having the what, what he was looking for with the fear and this love and this intimacy with him. Now, verse 31, uh, speaking to Moses, but as for you, stand here by me and I'll speak to you all the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which you shall teach them. They may observe them in the land which I'm giving them to possess. Therefore, you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. you shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God commanded you. You may live and that it may be well with you. You may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. So what was intended to be wedding vows became the first Ten Commandments of 613 laws in the Torah, 248 positive commandments, the do's, 365 negative commandments, the do-nots. Uh, to add to their burden, there's the Talmud, which are the traditions and explanation, which is over 6,200 pages long. There are 1,050 commands in the New Testament for Christians to obey. Due to repetitions, we can classify about 800 headings. So if you think somehow we are better off, we're not. We're, we're in the same boat as they are because when God's looking for intimacy, we're always saying, just give me a rule I can obey. Just tell me what to do, what not to do. And that's not his heart. Here is his heart. These are a rewritten wedding vows, if you will, of the bride of Christ. You'll find them in Revelation 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down into heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So this is the literal wedding of us, the, the bride of Christ and Jesus. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, a tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Sounds a lot like the first commandment, doesn't it? 
God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things who passed away. He's taking the commands. He's flipping them instead of you shall not. He's saying, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> this is my rule, my kingdom, my relationship, my sovereignty is going to cause these things. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write for these words are true and faithful. And he said, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I'll give the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. And here, again, you you run into what seem to be rules and laws, but which are simply saying, this is the standard. This is, if you either choose me or you choose something else. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. So that seems, uh, when you, anytime you look at anything where God lays it out, he gives you both sides of it. He gives you this wonderful side, come to me, and, and uh, if you don't... And there you go. That's your Pentecost. It's all about perspective. It's all about what we see and how we see God... You know, on the good days, he's our great God. On yeah. the bad, he's the one that's bringing the wrath. Yeah, it's like, why did you do this to me? It's like, <laughs> oh, I really didn't. It's, this is what you did this Yeah, 1,500 years. <laughs> you know, you, they made the wrong choice. Yeah, bad choice. Bad choices. And so, you know, that's our encouragement to continue to follow him. Don't look at him as rules of, you know, this this heavenly father that's coming down and, 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 and with discipline. But, hey, this is what I want to do for you. But if you don't, this is what happens. It's, it's being proactive. It's proactive parenting. If, already. And, 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 and the reality of marriage is this. You, when you stood at an altar, you said vows. You made commitments, do's and don'ts with each other. Mm-hmm. You committed certain things. But you didn't give harsh rules. Yeah. You did say, you're, I'm going to be with you. And you're going to be with you. Nobody <laughs> else is involved. That wasn't a harsh command. It was, listen, we're committing ourselves right. to each other here. So, and we're not going to go do this. So it's a wonderful thing that God has mm-hmm. given us. And we shouldn't end without this simple reality of is as sad as it is that for the Jews for 1500 years they're, they're, they didn't get to know this marriage mm-hmm. and when Jesus came he uh he gave them that opportunity and again rejected but a lot of them didn't reject it but for those he did he said you know what I'm going to make you heart hungry for me through the Gentiles. And so it is It is our responsibility, great responsibility, mm-hmm. that we pray for Israel, that we pray for the heart, their hearts to turn, because it was only the opening that they brought in that brought all the Gentiles in. And we should have a right attitude towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been to a wedding ceremony that had chains and death. It was always flowers and life, you know, yeah. and that's what it's all about. It's all it's all about. Simple thing. And I this love it. is who Jesus and this is Pentecost. Yeah. Blog.victory.radio to hear all the clips, listen and read through the notes. They'll be up later this afternoon. Victory915's Facebook page and Victory.radio.